So hello and welcome to our first ever pilot podcast. Start the week with Lorna and Lottie. Um, I don't know why you get top billing, Lorna, but I'm going to roll with this one. I'm the best. You are the best. You <laughs> are the best. You're simply the best. Um, and the plan is that we are going to be doing this every week on a Monday to share a little of our joy, learning, um, food for thought, um, anything and everything to do with culture, communications, people, engagement and leadership, the things that, that we love to, to chat about. Oh, sorry, my mum's calling. Hang up. Um, and so why are we doing this, Lorna? Well, why are we doing this? Well, we do it any week, every week anyway, don't we? We do. Um, so every Monday, you and I get together with um, lots of caffeine and and sometimes I'm in my pyjamas and start the week on a Monday with a chat about, well, about culture, comms, people, engagement, leadership, but also about anything and everything that's going on in the world and us being us sort of tying those things back to culture, usually, or leadership and leadership behaviour or communications. So we thought hang on, these are such great chats, the world needs to hear them. Now, that's a theory we're about to test. So we'll yeah. see if actually that's true. But um, yeah, we just we get lots of energy from starting the week with each other. It's been really good for me working from my little office at the bottom of my garden. And um, we don't live that close together. So it's nice to share that energy as we start the week um, as we go forward. Yeah, we've both got quite a lot of opinions on things, haven't we? And we also do a lot of work together now. I mean, actually, if we kind of roll back, we've actually known each other a very long time as you started um, life, actually, as as a client of ours way back in the annals of time. <laughs> During the war. Um, <laughs> when I was a lad. When I were a lad, we used to walk to work with no, <laughs> no shoes. And um, anyway... When I got back down from the chimneys where I was working, um, oh God, I've gone completely off on a tangent now. Anyway, yes. So yourself and Joe Woodreed were a client of mine way back when I used to work for an automotive um, manufacturer. And um, it was really interesting, actually, because I remember I remember distinctly and vividly meeting you for the first time, Lottie. I remember you and Joe walking into this office and I've always worked my career in um, organizations that tend to be predominantly male this was a very male dominated environment very gray suited and booted male dominated environment in the um the mid noughties and in you bounced in these what can only be described because they were as snake print pvc trousers and this massive shaggy coat that looked like a muppet like you'd skinned a muppet and you were just this big effervescent ball of energy and i didn't realize that somebody could be like that at work, that that was something that was possible. So I will always, always remember that. And I always remember thinking, gosh, the energy and um, and ways of thinking and um, values of these two, I love them and I'd like to do more with them. So do you know what I did? You couldn't get rid of me over the next 16 years, could you? I kept coming back to you as a client and now we've been working together for what, two years, three years? Yeah. How long? Yeah, about yeah, no, about that. And so you're Lorna Leeson of Little Tent, and I'm and I'm Lottie Dahl of Woodread. And um, yeah, and in our first podcast, we've got some really exciting things to share. Uh, to quote the Spice Girls, "It's when two become one." Um, so yeah. thank you, darling. <laughs> 
so we've actually, as Lorna just alluded to, we've been working on lots of projects together um, and it's kind of really worked. And so now we've decided to delete the dating apps, which is not even a joke, and actually make this official. We realised as we were working together that actually we had really similar values in common, um, creativity, compassion and courage. And the kind of work that Woodread was increasingly being asked to do required the skill set that Lorna and Little Tent possessed. Um, and so we are now very excited to announce that we have formed a partnership, Lorna, haven't we? We have. Um, and I think it works both ways. So it's been it's been really easy the way that the stuff that I do was slotted into and complemented and enhanced the work that you do. But it works both ways. So the sorts of things that um, executives talk to me about that they're they're really noodling over are how do I change culture at a, at a large scale? How do I lead my people through times of change and transformation? Um, how do I make sure that my culture is one that um, is really intentional and positive? And um, while lots of the work that I do is focused on, on that from a change and executive development point of view, the brilliant thing about Woodreads Woodread experience is that that just broadens out into the world of communications. It puts extra layers around the culture piece with the values and behaviours and EVP um, expertise that you have. So it's it's been a really um, I found it a really inspiring partnership. Actually, it's really reignited my excitement for all of the stuff that I do. And um, and I'm learning every day I come to work. I'm learning because your background is brand and advertising, which is something that's always interested in me. Oh, I've been interested in. And um, I learn from you in terms of the, how that world translates and um, and can can help the, the world of culture and organisations and. Um, and making making them better places to be yeah it's lovely no no no, it's absolutely perfect it's lovely and I think you know maybe the best way to talk about how we work together is to maybe just talk about our other really bit of exciting news which <laughs> is the dinner we had with our one of our clients one of our senior clients um, last week uh, who we've been working with for about a year to 14 months and uh, working specifically on leadership development, on values, on culture, on creating high performance teams. And he had some engagement results to share with us where basically the area that we'd been working with him on had smashed it out the park. Indeed. Um, do you know, it's funny, actually, I was reflecting, we've had a number of clients come back to us over the past couple of weeks giving us some really really lovely feedback and it sort of feels right that you're kind of you know coming to the end of the harvest and harvesting all of the all of the kind of the good feedback and the love from clients over the work that you've put in over the past year there's sort of something really appropriate about it but we've been working away with this client in a number of different ways haven't we so the first ask that we had was how do we um align our team around our values and behaviours to form the right kind of culture for us to be high performing. We're going through a big trans transformation. People are overwhelmed. They're exhausted. They've got change fatigue. We kept hearing that word. There's some disengagement. Um, we really don't know if, you know, if we can bring everybody with us on this journey. And um, we need to we need to do something to help people understand what the journey is. He kept talking um, about getting people back on, getting people on the bus, didn't he? That was, that was a lovely metaphor. 
yeah it was it was the metaphor and um and we actually you know were able to use that metaphor in, in a number of a number of different ways throughout the the work with the team so the kind of the cornerstone of the work but not the entirety of the work was um two big all staff away days one in the us and one in the uk where we uh, brought everybody together and really took them through the story of what's happening why it's happening how they feel about it was an opportunity to share voice to really talk about how they felt about the journey they were going on and, and what their concerns were to talk about the values and behaviors and, and actually have some frank conversations about how aligned they felt people were to to values and behaviors and what they really look like in this new world and it 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 started a a set of work with that um that team who were a global team of really being conscious about how we shape our culture all together while we're going through this period of, of transformation and how we make sure that everyone comes with us and everyone is able to thrive in in that yeah, environment and also and, to have some really frank conversations about the barriers that get in the way because yeah. of course it's all very well saying here are our values here are here's our framework of behaviors to help us live and lead the culture but if the, you've kind of got processes protocols um policies in place that run anti that then then you're not yeah. going to be able to actually truly live that culture and so it was a really open it was a t it was a two-day session that we ran in London that you then replicated um, over in the States. And mm -hmm. I think what I think one of the reasons that the client, well, I think one of the reasons it, it, that it worked as well as it did is that we managed to get that really great balance of taking people with us on that journey by getting people to understand that actually values are meaningful, values aren't pink and fluffy. There are grounded bits of research that actually prove that if you have organizations that truly live and lead authentic cultures then you are going to be in a great place to work so we kind of took them through kind of the theory but we also made sure that we made the day fully immersive we made sure there was plenty of involvement we well, I mean we did some great exercises didn't we where we got people to actually <laughs> be on the receiving end of positive and negative behavior and it, it's such a visceral exercise so you get people working in kind of twos or threes and then you get them to respond you get them to talk talk in a way that's that's in a good behavior way in a way that's in a negative behavior way and then you get to feel what it's like to be on the receiving end of negative and positive behavior and, and people's reactions you could see you know they are they were entirely visceral yeah i thought what really struck me about those both of those um two-day pieces of work with those teams was how how much the client trusted us to do the work that we mm -hmm. were doing so yeah you know it the, the lots and lots of team away days are just big rah-rahs aren't they we kind sure. of go in everyone gets excited you do something fun like I don't know white water rafting or the conga around wherever you are whatever it is and, mm -hmm. and everybody goes back to the office and they all hate each other again yeah. and um and what doesn't change is people's um, ability to have difficult conversations, ability to really reflect on their own yeah. behaviour and that of others, ability to actually feel as if they've got agency in the change, be that cultural or transformation. And it was really important to us that those those foundations were in in the day so that we could do some of those exercises where people were being asked to, you know, nobody, lo nobody loves a role play, let's be completely honest, but they really threw themselves in and they were really, um, they were really reflective about the culture 
that they did and didn't want to have yeah. and the behaviours that they did and didn't want to to portray. And we then took that into some uh, dis- special discrete sessions with two layers of leadership and and really went deep dive with those two layer of, uh, layers of leadership in terms of the way that they interact and how they how they bring themselves to work and and how that's rippling out through culture. So all in all, I think the you know the work while it's never done from a culture point of view, you can never come in and say right we've done these things and off you trot. There's your culture, bish bash bosh. Yeah. What what's been brilliant about this client is that they've so been willing to partner with us that you know that when we leave the room, they're then all going back and picking up the conversation and the work and the intent. And moving it forward every day, which is why they've seen such an incredible increase in their engagement. Yeah, scores. and I, I think another thing that we did that kind of, well, certainly that our client says helps us stand out from perhaps other people who come in and do do similar things, is the immersive work that we do. And I'm thinking particularly about the end of the day, in the first day that we ran, um, when we put people into teams. And we had two hats, didn't we? We had a hat of values and we had a hat of strategic objectives. Because, of course, it's really important, again, that you remind people that actually values and behaviours are intrinsically linked to corporate strategic objectives. You haven't got values over there and a strategy over there. Actually, you have a culture to help you deliver on your corporate strategic objectives. And so we said, right, everybody. And whenever I pitch this exercise, everyone looks at me with abject horror. And I always have to say, it's OK, go with me. And everyone goes, well, I'm not creative. And I go, you just wait. You just wait to see how creative <laughs> you are. And people in random teams had to pick two values at random and a strategic objective. And then their brief was to go away for an hour or two and to tell us a story through whatever medium they decided to tell that story. Um, and we had some cracking mediums. We had TikToks, we had emojis, we had raps, um, we had theatrical plays, we had poems, and then they had to come back and present to the rest of their team their story. And you know, underpinning that, sure, it's fun. Yeah, it's a great way to team build. But actually, and you know this, uh, Lorna, because I know you know you are so hot on your behavioural science or the neuroscience, but there's some real neuroscience that underpins why people learn and retain information through fun. Yeah, I mean, I so the, people are more likely to, to more deeply retain information or remember something, the more emotional resonance it has for them. Um, and so yeah, that then that's actually most prevalent when you look at something like PTSD, for example, we kind of see it in, in, in the negative more often. But um, the big things that you tend to remember from your childhood, if you think back of the things that have got a lot of emotional resonance, and that can be the same for moments of joy and connection. And so joy and connection are the things that are most appropriate. I mean, we could have taken those those you know, poor people away on two away days and scared the bejesus out of them. And they could have maybe have remembered their values, but they, they would have been filled with all sorts of countercultural um, beliefs and behaviours. But we decided to fill them with joy instead. And so this idea that um, this is going to sound really wanky. The fun is deliberate, right? There's mm. a purpose in having fun. And it, the purpose in having the fun was a to ensure that people were in a brain state where they were really able to absorb information and trust each other and take some leaps of faith in terms of what they chose to share and talk about and do. But also so that when it came to doing, you know, some work on 
how do our values and behaviours reinforce our strategy? What is our strategy? What are our values and behaviours? How do we live them? What do they look like on the ground every day? That actually that was bathed in fun so that their, you know, neurochemistry in a way was kind of just bathed in the good stuff of, you know, dopamine and oxytocin yeah. and serotonin versus, you know, feeling really stressful, which is what work can feel feel like day in, day out. That's it. You know, and I coming at it from kind of, you know, my background of advertising, you know, advertisers know that good brands tell good stories and brands tell stories because stories are that generate emotion experiences tell our brains it's important to remember so emotions generated by experiences are actually retained in our long-term memory and it is no coincidence that when their engagement results came out the question i know our company values the particular global team that we were working with 96 percent said yes they know their company values you know and 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 our client is is laying the success of that at the feet of the work that we've done for them so I am so 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 pleased that yeah we had fun yeah we took them on a journey but actually at the end of the day this has got to be about outcomes right it's not just about doing stuff for the sake of it clients have got to see demonstrable return on investment from the work that we're doing and that's what our client at dinner last week said to us you create the kind of outcomes that that we need and you know we couldn't have been we couldn't have been happier basically yeah and I don't want to turn this podcast the first podcast into like a big old Lottie and Lorna tooting our horns for our why not because that's people need to be interested in what we're talking about But I um I'm I'm what I, I do a, you know I do a lot of reflecting right so I do a lot. That's of why I love you. Right you make me reflect. You make me better, <laughs> Lorna. You make me stop and think before I speak, which is a gift. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I just love what comes out of your unfettered brain, and it's wonderful and miraculous. Um, so. The reflections for me on this piece of work, apart from, oh, yeah, we're awesome and um, more people should know actually what I <laughs> is the importance of a real partnership of trust between yeah. um, us and the client. So I remember distinctly going into one of the the next sessions that we ran for them and saying, do you need us to walk you through the the this framework for the day and yeah. then or do you trust us? And they went, I trust you. So I don't need we don't need to have this meeting. Meeting ends. Crack on. Um, and and this idea of no, you're we're absolute partners, and I trust you implicitly to do what you do, and that then cascades through. So this idea of building real psychological safety in the environments that we're creating with everybody, be that you know the small um, executive team, be that the you know the the couple of hundred people in the in the wider team, that idea of having that foundation of trust is so critical to to work in this space. The other thing that I think is very, it's this combination of pur- purpose and fun and the mm. idea that the seriousness, the, the outcomes led stuff can happen hand in hand with just having a really, really good time together. And sometimes we don't always get that blend right. Sometimes we think, OK, this is fun. We'll go and do fun now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is serious. We'll go and do serious now. So therefore, you kind of reward people for the serious with the fun. Like we're going to have a day full of spreadsheets and PowerPoint slides and we're going to bore you, but we'll go out and get drunk in the evening. And I just think, what? Why? Why can't you just have fun while you're taking them through the the important stuff? Because the fun is important, really. Um, So I think those are things that 
but those are big takeaways for me from that piece of work that and I think our our emerging but perennial value of doing good work with good people yeah. you know knowing yeah. that this was a, an organization who really 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 wanted to go on this journey they weren't culture washing they weren't paying lip service they were willing to look at themselves as leaders as well as themselves as employees they were willing to talk hard truths if they needed to with each other they're willing to trust each other and us that's not you can't take that for granted can you and I think that's quite rare so those are the things that I thought were real successes in that piece of work and it really um affirmed for me that how uh, Woodreen and Little Tent work together A has got a little bit of magic in it a little bit of sort of you know magic spark that comes from that silliness and that naughtiness combined with those sort of I don't know how many how many combined years of experience do you think you me and Joe bring to the party oh God, it must be many, over a hundred a hundred bloody hell <laughs> I'm making that up Joe's gonna be like hang on am I the what <laughs> I'm making that up isn't it my maths is yeah hashtag girl math I don't know um but I do know there's a lot of experience between us you know yeah. Joe is on the board of Engage for Success we've got I've got a master's in employee engagement you've got a really weighty background in commercial brand and advertising and years and years and years of looking and thinking and doing and practically doing this stuff combined with we're not on this earth a very long time should we just have some fun while we're here and I think that's that's magic it's, isn't it it's it's refreshing and i think you know from speaking to our clients it's kind of thing they're just crying out for now you know it's it's you know with this whole kind of drive for deeper kind of more authenticity at work needs people consultants who can kind of match that with their own authenticity and you know mm. i think for clients by clients by us they buy us, they buy our authenticity, you know, they know. And I think that's the nice thing about having got a few years of work under your belt. You know, you know your stuff, right? We know we know what we're talking about and we know that we deliver it in a way that um, is slightly um, left of centre from how other people do it. Because actually we know that the way we do it actually really works and we know that people have a really good time and learn a whole bunch of stuff and achieve their objectives shift their culture make workplaces better place to work and that's what we're here for that is what we're here for Brills. so that's i think that probably just about wraps up this week's pilot podcast um and like i said at the top we've got absolutely loads of stuff um that we want to be talking about and just a little um this little um trail for next week um we're going to be delving into the murky depths of toxic culture and groupthink via the gail porter fhm projection that happened at the back end of the 90s um that i actually was involved in so I'm going to kind of kick off next week's podcast by talking about that experience and what it taught me and some kind of interesting stuff from Matthew Syed, Rebel Ideas, a um, little bit of group thing, a little bit of toxic culture. And let's see where we go. Yeah, absolutely. Isn't it, isn't it funny that we were both working um, with or for the media company that published FHM at the same time, but we didn't know each other. That's because we were destined to be together, Lorna. <laughs> the universe just kept throwing, throwing us in each other's path in the hope that one day we get our shit together and go, do you know what? We should actually work together. And lo, we are. And here we are. <laughs> 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 
hallelujah <laughs> right anyway on that note uh, we don't have any we don't have any intros or outros yet so um i think we'll probably get lorna to record one because she is an amazing singer on top of all the rest of her many many talents so i think at some point lorna i'm going to get you to record um a little a little jingle for us i might get a i might get my guitarist to do something how does that sound let's do it marvelous Brilliant. all right lovely I will speak to you over the rest of the week and um, yeah, let's get back together and talk toxic culture and groupthink very shortly. Lovely. Bye. How do I, hang on, I don't know how to stop it. Oh gosh. Oh, hang on. Where do I uh, stop? There we go.